I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero. I'm a, a real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's May. <laughs> it's my favorite month. It's my birthday month, too, by the way. Clearly, we're, you know, celebrating Star Wars Day this whole week. Uh, may the 4th be with you. May the 5th, the Sith be with you. Something like that. So, hey, I'd say it's time to uh, grab your favorite drink, nerd out, and let's end the week right. No agenda, no format. Let's hit record. Let's see what happens. Annie, look. You're not going to believe it. Me's are all sparkly glowy. Now Misa's are going to have all the dandles. Let's rock it! <laughs> I love you, Annie. Annie, Annie. Welcome, welcome to the Real Brian Show. Oh, what was that from, I, man? I that was I hilarious. Should, uh, should oh, I turn man. some lights on here? Whoa. All right, let's turn some lights on here. <laughs> Annie, oh my gosh, I love oh, that. Man. I'm not going to tell you what I that's from. It. That's that's points for anyone who can figure that one out. Like, uh, hey, what was that from? It's Man. from some kind of parody, uh, clearly, but yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I had to bring out the saber, you know, ignite it down. Yes. Uh, this would be kind yeah, of you'll a... Hurt, you'll hurt yourself with that. Yeah, thing. I know you don't want to do that, but um, it's pretty awesome, dude. This thing this thing is amazing. So uh, I did a review. <laughs> yeah. oh, by the way, who actually got a chance to watch the review of the lightsaber, by the way? Did you? Okay. I did. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming you liked it. I hope you liked it. Yeah. No, I, I, I really, yeah, that was great. And I really liked the, uh, the intro was really well done. I liked it. So if anyone's curious, uh, go to the YouTube channel and check it out. It's, it's yeah. quite good. We had fun with it. I mean, I know, uh, by the way, that was my actually, actually, truthfully, the first review that I've ever done in my entire life, like official thing. So, you yeah. know, it's a little raw. It's going to be learning from some stuff, but hey, I had fun doing it. So that's what matters. But got a lot more by the way if you didn't get a chance to check out the loft mat review which came out yesterday uh like you know if you have a hangover that means you were drunk yesterday sorry that's a <laughs> that's a school of rock quote <laughs> anyway the and i've never had a hangover because i don't drink but anyway the point is is that um oh, loft mat yesterday amazing the most comfortable mouse pad desk pad i've ever experienced i didn't even know it was possible and yeah. i mean so amazing that i literally will never buy another mouse pad or desk pad in my life because it is it's actually my, my wrist pain that i've had from using the mouse is gone completely really gone. and wow. i've had it for years so good, granted results may vary but i mean come on that thing is awesome so Sweet. watch that video only on the youtube channel which is youtube.com slash the real brian of course and of course the, the slash the real Brian, right? The real Brian, yeah. That's, that's some of the, your stuff is just real Brian, and yeah, it's real like Brian in, show on Patreon. And, yeah. on, real, on Patreon, it's what again? Real Brian show. Patreon.com right. slash real Brian. You know what's funny about it though is that I I got this a long time ago, and this was back when you could get what did they call them? Like vanity URLs, I think is what it was. You could get a vanity <laughs> URL uh, for YouTube. And then it, it didn't matter. And then they, they set up this rule that said you had to have so many subscribers and watch hours and something like that before you could do it. Well, I already had sure. it. So I'm like, well, I guess it's going to be called the real Brian. So whatever yeah. it is, that's fine. Sweet. But anyway, go there. Uh, we do reviews on Thursdays. We've got the loft mat and the lightsaber reviews are up. And then of course uh, this last week we reviewed 
dude. Uh, Star Trek Picard. Picard. Yeah. yeah, that was interesting. Um, although I got to say that since reviewing that, I watched the penultimate episode mm-hmm. and I liked it. It was good. And it did kind of resolve the whole Picard's mother thing. So that was yes. fascinating. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so fact, that. That, that episode resolved a lot of stuff in that season. So it's not, yeah. now, not like a lot of loose ends have been tied up and now they're going to go into the last one. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes. We'll see what happens. But uh, this week we're going to be reviewing Halo this next week uh, on Tuesday. So make sure. And, you know, I think we're going to have to go see the new Doctor Strange movie because it's out. So yeah. we should go do that. Because, yeah, I, since I finally saw the last Spider-Man and it wasn't as impressed as I thought I would be. Uh, yeah, we'll see but I love Doctor Strange. I just love Doctor Strange. So I can't wait yeah. to see this one. Yeah. I hope it works out. Sam well, Raimi. Sam Raimi directed it. Oh, nice. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the question I have to ask is, are you enjoying the reviews? What do you think? Do you like us doing these TV show and movie reviews? Are you a fan of them? By the way, the more people that I hear from that say, yes, I love those reviews, the more we'll keep doing them. I mean, I'm just saying, cause Hey, if they're not popular, we'll, we'll spend our time doing something else. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that, but yeah, I would uh, definitely love to, to keep going on the reviews. If, if that's something you like, cause we enjoy doing them. That's what's important. Of course yeah, we, we enjoy, we enjoy watching the stuff to review, especially so. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially when it's like, you know, I should probably go see a movie because it's for work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, in honor of Star Wars Day this week, drinking my Mandal- my my Star Wars tea, of course, and this is, you know, the Mandalorian style. So this is the mint. It's interesting. It's called a mindful quest green tea. So it's got green tea and various mints. I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, but that's what I'm drinking for Star Wars Day. We're having fun. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I'm just um, having some plain old decaf for Star Wars Day. So hmm. yeah, because that's what Obi-Wan that's good. would do. Obi-Wan. Yeah. 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 Um, well, or Jawa juice, but yeah. What is Jawa juice? That's what I want to know. Do you really want to know? <sighs> That's a great question, dude. Yeah. So as I mentioned, May is my fr- my favorite. The wind stopped on May 1st. Finally. Wind f- done. And it's my birthday month. And there's a lot of other birthdays in this month too, by the way. So it's just really fun. And of course, it's Star Wars Day. Oh, oh, Captain. I've been, I've been honking some uh, Star Wars, the Old Republic. Remember that game? That's an old game. Old school, Wait. man. Are you talking Knights of the Old Republic? No, no, that's Star Wars, the Old Republic, the actual so the MMO. MMO. Yeah, oh, the one yeah, okay. we played a while yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So the mad, the mad scientist, uh, I mentioned this, he came out of the Speed Force. We've been, we've been hanging out and uh, he said, let's play some, some star, swatters, what we call it. You know, Star Wars, the Old Republic swatters. swatter. Yeah. So we've been doing it and we decided let's play semi-evil Jedi. And, and <laughs> we're thinking we could go fully evil. But we're going maybe quasi evil, I guess would be the word like quasi evil, <laughs> quasi evil, evil. quasi yeah. evil. Um, I, I'm thinking quasi evil is what it is because it's hard to go full evil in this game because, you know, you're so the, the Jedi consular story that I'm playing. Yeah, there's these Jedi masters that basically are plagued by a dark lord of the Sith, essentially, and Imagine they're that. they're controlling their minds. And so they're doing crazy things. So you have the option to, you learn this new force thing where you can shield them from this Sith's influence, which essentially sort of temporarily frees their mind or you can kill okay. them, right? <laughs> so the dark side option is just to slaughter them, right? You know, right. Yeah. they're kind of like, kill me, please. Gladly, <laughs> you know, and I was like, kind of like, so not, guys. that's so not you, Brian, though. It's not you. I know. So I'm like, well, I probably should save these people. Because yeah. I, now here's the thing, the, the rule we decided is that if the, if the character, the, the NPC where we're talking to is a jerk, then we're going to choose the dark side option and we're going to kill him. Why not? 
Right. Yeah. But if they're kind of cool or, you know, they're just controlled, like they're, they're not in their own mind kind of thing. They're not in their right mind. They're not, they're not making decisions based on their own accord. I'm like, all right, I'll choose the light side option and, uh, you know, shield them and, and save them and all that. But then, you know, the mad scientist is like, for the points, we need the dark side points for the points. <laughs> and I'm like, I just can't. That's kill why them. he's the mad scientist. Interestingly, though, he's a little bit more merciful than I've been in the game, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But oh, then man. at the very end, you get to the point where you you meet the guy who's been controlling all of these Jedis and you have an option. Dark side, kill him. Of course. Why not? Why wouldn't you kill him? Or you can yeah. shield him, but I'm like, why would I want to shield him? Because he's been, he's the evil. So <laughs> I killed him. Little did I know, then, you know, one of the Jedi Masters contacts you and says, well, unfortunately, all the Jedis that you saved, they're all dead. We're like, wait, oh. what? No. So Writers. I went back and I, I abandoned the quest and I started over and I, I shielded this guy and I saved him and. I was just like, man, I'm struggling to get to the dark side here because this is, <laughs> I just don't right. want to kill all these people. So we're quasi evil Jedi. Oh man. That's what we're doing. Anyway, I just, I have, I have the same, that. I have the same problem with any of the Bioware games where, you know, yeah. you can choose to have, be good or evil in your, in your responses to the NPCs. And I can't, and I'm not bragging. I'm not, I promise. I just can't bring myself to do the bad guy thing. I have to do the good guy thing every time. Yeah. And it's not because I'm just this paragon of goodness or anything like that. It's just for some reason when I'm role playing in a game, I, I can't help myself. I've, I've tried to go evil before and I just don't know how I just, I can't, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Unless you're a sociopath. So, I mean, well, you know, and it's funny, maybe that's not fair. Cause no, not, yeah, well, maybe. not all or people who are tendencies. making the evil choices. Yeah. They're not that's all true. sociopaths, but anything, but I, I just yeah. can't do it. I'm, that's all I know. So. You know, it's interesting that when I, I played a Sith and it's interesting in the, in the game, the star Wars, the old Republic game, it's more fun to go against the, what you're expected to do. So if you're playing a Jedi, you go dark side, or if you're playing a Sith, you go light side instead of dark side. <laughs> That would be more fun to me. <laughs> and honestly, playing a Sith going light side is a blast because you're, you know, the, your master, you're, Cause you're an apprentice in that game, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're like a slave essentially almost. And they just, they hate it when you're merciful and when you're saving lives, they want to kill you because of that. And they're so mad, but they let you live. Yeah. So, but it is fun. I, I honestly going light side Sith is, is one of the most fun parts of the game. Interestingly though, I did play a fully evil dark side Sith when I first started the game way back. And I think I only got to level 40 and I just couldn't do it anymore. It's like, I felt so bad. I was just like, oh, this is so, I say, yeah, I couldn't do it either. So free comic book day is back, which is very, very exciting. And uh, if you're watching this on Friday, May 6th, then it is actually taking place on Saturday, May 7th. But you know, if, if it's after, of course you've missed it. But the cool part is that it's back in person. The festivities, all of that is actually back because last year it was a hybrid version. Um, You know, you could get the free comic books, but they didn't really they didn't have all the events and festivities going on at all. And then of course oh, yeah. in 2020, that's the year it actually got canceled. So it's nice to see it back. And so if you do happen to catch this episode before go to your local comic book store and stock on up lots to do. Yeah. Lots to see. Take lots advantage. To yeah. While we're on the gaming thing. Uh, and again, I know some of you are not gamers, but uh, the stories behind these are kind of fun. And of course with star Wars old Republic, we had to do it for star Wars week, which is awesome. And so here's the thing. We, Captain and I have been playing Overwatch with our game night guys. Shout out to uh, Captain Hammer Pants and, and to Mike. Yeah. Cute, cute. Oh, there, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Mike, we got to get Mike on the show. We got to get Captain oh, Hammer yeah. Pants on the show, too. I have a feeling. Yeah, both of them, dude, at the yeah. same time. We could have a party. 
You guys a, ready for a, it? A sucks clan party. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. So here's the deal. We've been playing Overwatch since it came out on and off. A long time. But a lot. Yeah. And then we kind of came back to it just because we were running out of ideas. <laughs> to we be didn't want, there was nothing else we wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Overwatch, this is Blizzard. T- typical Blizzard games is that they'll announce a game and then like 15 years later, they'll actually release it when it's completely <laughs> obsolete. I'm slightly exaggerating, but not a lot. And it's always this wonderful. It's like, oh, that was so worth the wait, Blizzard. But not. it's not. That's the thing. Like yeah. Diablo three was announced. I mean, in two thousand six or something, and it came out in twenty twelve, and it was obsolete by the time it came out. It was still a fun game. It was. But then right, they yeah. they introduced Diablo four. I want to say what four years later. I think it was twenty sixteen or something. Like we're making Diablo four. It's twenty twenty two, and we still haven't seen it yet. So I mean, we're yeah. looking at six to eight years. I don't even know. It's, but, it is fascinating to me how long it takes some studios to make a what what they call a triple A title. Sometimes they take a really long time to develop those games, and it's interesting yeah. how long those games take to make. Because I'm sure they go through several iterations, and they throw oh, yeah. you know they're ah oh, this isn't going the right direction, so we'll start over from this branch. And that's just crazy how long it takes a company with that much money and and and, and personnel behind yeah. them to do something to make just a game like that. So it tells you yeah. that there's more to it than you think there is. Oh, and that, um, you know, it's interesting cause I've got a, I've got a guy that I want to bring on the show that works with gaming companies and his, oh. he's looking at it from a, a very different sense, you know, in the sense of that it's um, it's more infrastructure. It's, it's behind the scenes and stuff, but he could give yeah. us probably some insight on that. And I want to bring him on the show. That would be wonderful. I would love that interview. Yes. Please. Now he's not from a gaming company, so I'm not entirely sure, you know, if we'll get but, the whole story, but we'll get some of it. And that's exciting. Yeah. More than we have already. And it'd yeah. be great to have it in some, uh, even a semi insider's perspective on how that totally. works and, you know, yeah, well, why, why we wait so long. And, you know, I think Blizzard is probably notorious for being the longest. And I don't know if it's because they promote the crap out of a game way too early or mm. I don't know what it is. But the point is, is that it's just too long. And so, you know, they talked about Overwatch 2 a few years ago. It was coming. And then finally, they just came to beta testing. Well, it's been a few weeks ago now, maybe maybe uh, a couple, couple weeks actually. Maybe not even a week that long. or two. Yeah, yeah. And so finally, uh, you're right. Actually, people just got access to it. I think it was last week. So yeah, um, yeah so they they've been playing it. We didn't get an invite, unfortunately, but two of our, in fact, Captain Hammerpants being one of them, got access to it. And so we were we were you know hearing what they were having to say. You said you watched one, and I was watching some gameplay online, and I was reading about it. I would say, and, and by the way, here's the, here's the positive for Blizzard. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. When they release a game, it's usually good. It usually doesn't have a lot of bugs, if any. And, you know, they'll go through and still tweak it. But it's like the game comes ready to play versus some games, some companies. I feel like they release them a little too early. And so then it's really yeah. buggy and there's got all these problems and people are complaining about it. So that's right. one thing about Blizzard that at least traditionally has happened in the past. But with Overwatch, one guy said a lot of people have been comparing this to it's not Overwatch 2, it's Overwatch 1.5. And he said, that's right. BS. This is Overwatch 1.1. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it's really not any better. And so what he was saying was, he's like, there's two new maps. There's one new character. The graphics are slightly better. Emphasis on the slightly. Yeah, and slightly. There's like, I mean, I think that's about it as far as what we see so far. He said what we they, see so they far. changed to uh, from 6v6 to five V five, which honestly I don't like that because we've got six people that play every single Wednesday consistently. And so one of us is always going to have to sit out. Right. And then, um, uh, I don't know, like, I don't want to play the same old maps. If I'm coming to a 
part two game, I want to see all new maps. I don't want to go back to the of traditional course. ones. Yeah, of course you do. And but I want to see what, graphics that are significantly better. I want to see like at least 10 new characters. And then, so here's the one positive, by the way, the one positive that everybody's saying is that there is a promised PVE slash co-op storyline that you can play through. So you can gain, right. get your friends together and you can play through story. And apparently there's going to be hundreds of maps. Now, knowing Blizzard mm. in every single Blizzard game I've ever played, their story is very thin and very short. And so like, I think Diablo three probably has the best story of all the blizzard games I've played. I mean, even world of Warcraft has some cool stuff. It's, it's got cool lore, but the yeah, story but there's really is no not, story. Yeah. Right. And so Diablo three had a really good story, but it was very short. And then what do you do? You play it over and over and over and over and over and over. That's what it is. So I think what it's going to be is you're going to have a very short storyline that could be cool because they've done some really nice story exposition with the game, you know, in other areas, not in the game, of course. But then I think it's going to be, okay, cool. You're done with the story. Now play those same maps over and over and over and over. It's still co-op, but you're done with the story. If they actually do pull out a really good co-op story mode and it's 40 or less, then I'll consider it. If the story is disappointing and short, then 40 is going to be way too expensive for me. And, and if it's mm. 60, it's, an, it like a, it's a hard pass. Yeah. Um, but based on the, the PvP only is what they were talking about. You know, the whole 5v5 and everything. They said, you know, it's not even worth buying. They're like, just keep playing Overwatch 1. I mean, that's kind of what I've been hearing. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's not good for Blizzard. That's not good no. for Blizzard. And I mean, can, can you imagine being the runner of a company like that? And aside from all the scandal that they've had to deal with in this last year, after all of that and, and all these years of development, all the money they throw at it, and believe me, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard has a lot of money. They have a lot of money. Yeah. And after all that effort and money and everything you throw at it and what, you com- what comes out of that is, at least from the PvP side, a, a, a minimal upgrade from the original game, which is still a great game. Yeah. What, I mean, what is that? What, what are they thinking over there? I just don't understand their, their thought processes, why their management is like, oh, okay, right, that's fine. It's good enough. I mean, the, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is, and I'm, I'm trying to see the silver lining here, that is that their PvE aspect of overwatch two is so spectacular that it makes up for all of them. Like like it's more of a PVE game than a PVP game. I'm just hoping. I hope so because if it is, then I definitely will buy it because I love good PVE games, but we'll see. I mean, history would show that that's not going to happen, but they could surprise us. You know, I'm starting to wonder though, and, and maybe it's me, but I think you've noticed this too, captain is that it feels to me like new content in general. So whether it's gaming movies, TV shows and all that, there is this tendency to become very lazy in lately, whatever they're putting yeah. out. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's just a cash grab kind of thing. You know, let's just get something out to get some money. I um, feel like that, I don't that's know. the only explanation. I, 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 I refuse to believe yet that, that the creative, the creatives out there who are involved in these projects are losing their muse or, you know, they're just, they're just becoming less creative as the generations go on. I, I refuse to believe yeah. that. That can't be true. I mean, the, the, with, the, with social media and the internet and all these, all these resources that people have that they never had before to pull from, young people especially, you, you would think that that would increase creativity. And, I... but, what we've seen, but what we've seen from Hollywood and the entertainment industry in general, would be that games or, or shows or whatever, is the opposite. It has been yep. a decline from creative writing towards just 
more throw spaghetti on the wall and hope it sticks. I really do think it's a cash grab thing. I think that they're just, I think that people, if there's no monetary, true monetary incentive, but if they're not incentivized properly and they can just make an easy buck without thinking too hard, they're going to do it. Yep. That's just how we are. It's human nature. Yeah. So, I mean, there are very few people who are truly driven on principle to aspire and achieve great heights in whatever they do uh, just for the sake of doing it. That's just not common. Mm-hmm. If, if it ever was, I don't know, but well, you just don't have it anymore. I have a theory. Very few. And I think, you know, I think you're right, by the way. And I think there is there. Okay. There's two things. One is I think on one hand, you're right. People are not as driven as they used to be. Some are right. I mean, there are people out there that yeah, I know that are very some, driven, yeah. but right. I find that the more we go, the less driven people are. And I don't know if it's because we're comfortable, you know, as a, well, I mean, at least in our nation, um, other nations, some, some are, and some aren't, but, um, yeah, there, there's that there's a less driven, there's a less, um, well, we talked about this before the, the commitment is I'm not seeing people following through with what they say they're going to do nearly as yeah. much as we used to see this. It's that like, might have something to do with it. Yeah. Like, Oh, well, I'm going to do, uh, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. And I, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't make me happy anymore. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm going to go take the path of least resistance because it makes me happier. And I mean, we, I've seen this all the time. I'm seeing it more and more and more, just like how non-committal people are today to anything. I mean, mm-hmm. and so that's part of it. Now, the other side of it, you talked about um, the, the creative muse and stuff like that. Something I've personally experienced, and I, I know I'm not alone in this one, is that the more I'm engaged with consuming stuff, mm-hmm. which it's incredibly easy to consume right now, YouTube, podcasts, TV. I mean, we have more TV shows and movies than we could possibly watch in our lifetime now. There's more just less, too yeah. much to consume. The more that I'm consuming, the less my creativity is there. And it's been fascinating because uh, when I didn't have as much to consume, you had to you had an imagination. You had to create things. Good. You had to think, you know, and, and yeah. now I, I don't have time to create or think. And I, I don't even have the capacity anymore because I just keep filling stuff up. So if, yeah, the, I want- if the people that are designing these games and writing these shows and movies and stuff like that, if they're in the same boat, yeah, they're not coming up with creative stuff like we used to either because they're just, their brains are just as full as mine is. That's a really, really astute observation. I honestly, that I hadn't thought of it from that, from that angle before that that we all, we've all experienced, especially as we get older, like the more, the more knowledge that's thrown at you, the less your brain absorbs and and, and retains. And I think it's just a, I think it's a volume thing. Yeah. I'm sure there's neuroscience behind this and that that people, people can, somebody can come on and say, Oh yeah, that's because this, 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 but it's a, it's a, something that I've, I've observed it both from my personally and, and I've, and I've talked to other people about it as well over the years Yeah, that it, it's just that there's, we're so flooded with information, whether that be entertainment or otherwise that it, it might hinder the brains, you know, the brain might be like, well, you know, the, there's just too much to parse through. So it, it kind of stumbles it up. It's like a roadblock towards yeah. creativity almost. Yeah. So yeah, I think that you have some, I think you might be onto something there. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I also find too, that the more that I know my life is not necessarily better. My quality of life is not better. Um, because sometimes it, it, there is such a thing as knowing too much. And plus there's a thing about how do you convert that knowledge into what I call wisdom or application. And most of us can't do it that fast. We know we're, 
We're gaining way too much. There's a couple things. There's like just in time learning. I love that. You learn it when you need to learn it. And if you don't need to learn it, then why learn it? Unless you're just curious in which case that's fine. And I am curious. And so I do a lot of going on and just kind of learning about stuff because it's something I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. But I also have to realize that I have to take that, learn it and just put it in the, the jeopardy, you know, useless fact kind of side of my brain and not worry about trying to to apply it because I don't have time to do that because I have other things I need to apply and work on. But it's interesting just talking through this right now. I'm kind of like, maybe I should consume a little bit less so I can be a little more creative and allow the brain. Cause I mean, here I am creating a show and doing all that. I'm doing a lot now with this show and it's just like, I want to be more creative and I want to have more fun. And everybody keeps saying, well, you know, okay, how are you going to set your reviews apart? You know, your product reviews. And I'm like, I got to get crazy with my personality because I have a fun personality. I, well, at least I think so. <laughs> and no, I, gotta, I, mean, I, I got to take it and be like, hey, let's have some fun, man. Let's do something crazy. People are going to like, what the crap? They're going to watch this video of this product review and this dude's just insane, you know, but that's why they like it. They don't care about yeah. the product. I mean, <laughs> well, they, I they no come idea. for the product, but yeah. yeah. And then uh, they, they stay for the host. I don't know about that. Let's hope. That's the goal. Let's hope. Anyway, well, either way, fascinating. And so that being said, maybe it's time for a wake up call in the entertainment industry where we can get some people like if you're going to create a game, step back, stop consuming a little bit, let the brain create, do something different, you know, do something better. If you're going to give us an Overwatch 2, give us all new maps and give us new characters and do something like phenomenal that warrants us paying 40 or $60 for the game. That Otherwise, warrants the time that you guys put into it. That warrants that the years that, that we've been waiting for it. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's true. It'll be interesting. To I, see and, and same with like, I look at moon Knight, and moon Knight is such a good show and it is creative and it is different. And it's not that same formula that Marvel's kind of gotten into the rut of doing. I think. Okay. And that's what I like about it is that it's, I'm not saying it's the best Marvel show in the world, but it is, it's different. You know, like Hmm. we were talking about with Spider-Man and stuff and I'm worried that Dr. Strange is going to be in the same boat. I watched uncharted by the way, which had, you know, Tom Holland in it as well. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, Tom Holland was Peter Parker, Spider-Man. That's who he was. That's what he acted. He jumped around and like crouched down just like Spider-Man. He did all the parkour stuff. It was, I mean, it was a good movie. I enjoyed That's it. But hilarious. the truth is, is that he was Peter Parker in this movie, period. That's funny. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like Sean Bean. You know, some, some, some actors are just kind of typecast. Just I, Sean, when I, Sean Bean is typecast, is, is cast in anything. He's like, just do your usual voice, do your usual, you know, mannerisms. Yeah. That's yeah, what we Holland want for British. this part. Tom Holland's British oh, and he did I'm an American saying, accent. I mean, of course for the character, but I'm just thinking yeah. like he could, I, I have a feeling he can act differently, but I would bet you that. And, and Mark Wahlberg was in it, which I love Mark Wahlberg, but he was the stereotypical Mark Wahlberg character. And I thought, <laughs> so I feel like I'm watching like Marky Mark and Spider-Man going at it. And it was like, okay, well I feel like, <laughs> and then here's the other thing too, is that I, I'm enjoying the story. It's starting to build up. It's getting amazing. And then what do we do? We have this ridiculous over the top, unrealistic, you know, they're in a C-17, I think, you know, and all the cargoes and they're, they're in midair flying around and kicking each other. And I'm just like, here we are back to the old formula of let's just give them a lot of like super high quality sci-fi, you know, green screen action, eye candy. Oh, and don't forget the guns. Are there the guns? guns? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there always be guns. Yeah. Okay. There's always guns. That, that's, think, that's starting to fascinate me more and more as I get older and I'm not anti-gun. Yeah. I'm just saying that how much we enjoy that. 
just it's it's crazy how much we're exposed to gun violence in entertainment. It's fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. And from, from if you if you look at it from a third person perspective, you know, take yourself out of yourself, look down on the you know the forest and yeah. look at it, and it's like, why are we all so into gun violence? I mean, and they keep feeding it to us over and over and over again. Yeah. So this it's is weird. not a, this is not a rant on gun rights or anything. I'm just saying. I'm I'm thinking clinically here that it's it seems a little troubling to me. No, you're right. I <laughs> and mean, I'm just it, as guilty. We're, we're taking it to a why are we so and we talked about this on the show before though, but why yeah, are we, we so have. fascinated? But I, I right. think what would blew me away about this is that the the writing of Uncharted was a little lazy and they were using the Spider-Man formula in a movie that has nothing to do with Marvel. Yeah. And it just and it was like, let's give as much eye candy as possible and let's take twenty five or thirty minutes of the movie time to just give you nonstop kind of ridiculous action, which I mean I enjoyed it, but, but I really enjoyed the story that was going on. And so going back to something like Moon Knight, th- this last week's episode, by the way, I really liked a lot. And and the the finale just came out this week, um, which we're going to yeah. probably talk, you know, kind of the last two episodes. But so the fin- I haven't watched the finale yet, but the uh, the penultimate episode I really liked. I mean, I, I thought it was amazing and it was very psychological. There was a lot more creativity and story with it. And then the one before that episode four to me was also really fascinating because it had more of that Indiana Jones tomb Raider, you know, et cetera, kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated the fact that they were, what's the word they were challenging our brains a little bit more with a good story rather than just throwing a high paced action at you and hoping that you're going to enjoy it. So right. once again, I I'm, I'm liking the fact that there are some things that are, they're not as lazy, you know, as much as I still am enjoying Star Trek Picard season two, there's been a lot of very lazy writing with that up with that season. And yeah, there's just no excuse for something like that. There really isn't. Then yeah. they haven't been able to explain it away either so far. And so to me, it's just fire those people because they just, <laughs> I mean, really they should be fired. And the good news right. is there are creative people out there. There are people doing amazing things. There are neat yeah. new things coming. And that's what we're trying to get our hands on and go for, go for We've it. We've seen it happen. There yeah. are, there are shows, there are movies that have set the bar high enough and yeah. it's just, I mean, that a lot of people aren't paying attention to the bar because yeah. it's easy. It's easy money not to, they're going to get paid anyway. So why should we put a lot of extra effort into it? To, we're not getting paid more to put extra thought into this. You know, that's, that's their, I think yeah. that's their mindset. So, you know, one positive here, and I have no idea what the story is going to be like, of course, and it could be a crappy movie. I don't know, but Top Gun Maverick, mm. there is one thing that they did that blew me away. I found out about this. So, I mean, I think this is amazing. Mm-hmm. All of the actors trained how to fly in fighter jets and they, they also trained really? how to fly them. They're not actually doing the flying in the actual movie. You know, they're, they're probably, in like I mean, a second seat. They're in a second seat somewhere, right. and it, but it makes it look like they're actually flying. So they trained right. with actual fighter pilots to essentially mimic everything. But here's the thing that blew me away. Every one of the actors trained in actually pulling real G's in real life. And so when they're filming that footage, they are actually pulling G's. And so Tom Cruise yeah. was talking about this, about how you see, you know, in the previews and stuff like that, where, you know, you see like they're, their, their face, the facial expressions and kind of the, the grimacing. And then you see them kind of yeah. almost like, like they're blacking out. It's because they actually are. And they uh, said, we wanted to give you a real footage of what it would actually be like. It's not green screened. This is real stuff. 
And I just I appreciate went, that. okay, that's neat. So yeah. I don't know if the story is going to be good, but just that fact alone makes me respect the new, I haven't seen it yet, you know, but it makes me respect that so much more because yeah. they're doing some, that's not lazy. That's like back right. when the matrix came out and they said, we're going to teach every single one of the actors full on black belt Kung Fu. <laughs> you're going to learn it. And, and then you're going to do it. And I was just like, that's so cool. So I really like that. That, that really kind of blows me away. And that makes me now really want to see the movie. Yeah. It makes me want to see it more. I, I yeah. honestly was not really looking forward to Maverick, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm really, really jaded with it when it comes to Hollywood these days. And well, I, I when I see, when I see a sequel coming out, I'm like, eh, it's probably going to be crap, but you know, that's just my mindset these days. It doesn't go well with this, with this show, that mindset, but I have been really disappointed by Hollywood yeah, a lot. True. I've been burned hard for years now. And yeah. so when, when I saw that Maverick was coming out, what, three years ago, they were talking about it coming out. Um, I was like, eh, you know, I, I was a huge Top Gun nut back in the eighties, but yeah. now what are they going to do with this film? That's going to make me want to see it. Well, it's that's passing a start it off to the new generation. That's a start. Yep. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping for a good story. That's, that's if, if they, if they combine the, you know, the real world physics, you know, and, and, and effects on the actors pulling G's and all that, if they, if they combine that stuff with a good story or at least even a passable story, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a success. So, yeah. We'll see. I mean, you're right. To me, me, it's kind of like, did we need a Top Gun too? No, not at all. Uh, So need anything like that, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, on one hand too, though, I kind of appreciate it because, you know, seventies and eighties was a big time for like fighter jets and the military, you know, the air force and stuff and and Navy. You don't see that at all anymore. You know, everything's all about drones and stuff. It's like, nobody's flying planes, you know, in movies anymore. It's kind of yeah, weird. Not in movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course they are in real yeah. life, but it's, it's interesting that you're not seeing that draw anymore. And, and I appreciate that Why? too, because I mean, my friend and I've talked about him on the show, mm-hmm. we grew up watching Top Gun. He wanted to be a Navy fighter pilot as a result, wanted to fly F-14s. And so it, did we all. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. He, <laughs> he went yeah. into the Air Force and flew right. F-15s and then, you know, so on and so forth. So he's had the opportunity and he got to do it. Now he's flying for United and booyah. Anyway, you know what we need though? Um, wait, more uh, Star Wars. an origin, more Star Wars. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I was going to say more <laughs> Star Wars, but yes, an origin sounds great. Give us an origin. All right. So this week's origin is high on the hog. And thanks again to, of course, Captain Hammerpants uh, for this one, suggesting this one um, because it hadn't occurred to me yet. So uh, high on the hog, it indicates luxury. You use it to describe someone who's living either affluently or above their means. Uh, like a, uh, say Brian sure is living high on the hog since he won that lottery ticket. Yeah. You know, I wonder how long the money's going to last. The best explanation I got was from phrases.org.uk in this case. So the source of this phrase is often said to be the fact that the best cuts of meat on a pig come from the back and upper leg that the wealthy ate cuts from, uh, high on the hog. Oh, really? Yeah. While the poppers, while the poppers, everyone else that, you know, the 99% ate belly pork and trotters. Well, uh, belly pork's not bad, but, (laughs) but it's not, it's not the, the tenderloins and all that. So the imagery of lords and ladies feasting on fine meals done to a turn at old English style banquets is easy to bring to mind. And this seems to be the right context for the phrase to have been coined in. However, as far as the source of this expression goes, our imagination needs to leap forward a few centuries. Okay. 
Yeah, none of the variants of the phrase living, quote, living or eating, high on or off the hog is to be found in any of the works of Chaucer, Shakespeare, or the like. In fact, they aren't found in print in any form until the 20th century. And then in the USA rather than in England. Okay. High, the word high has been used in the UK with the meaning, quote, impressive or superlative or exalted since the 17th century and in the USA since the early 19th century. The word alluded to people's status and is the source of the terms, quote, high life, which is from the 18th century, high table from the 15th century, and even high heaven from the 9th century. So all of those, those terms have come from the word, how, how the word high was used in Old English. Okay. An alternative suggestion, also originating in America, is that piglets who get suckled from the top row of teats of the prone mother sow tend to fare better. Oh, okay. There are various explanations as to why the top row is considered more advantageous, either that the teats are easier to access there or that the, and so the, the top piglets get more milk or that the top row of teats express milk more easily. Either way, it seems that this explanation is what etymologists call a quote back formation. That is, it's a plausible story that is backfilled to provide a supposed derivation of, a, of existing phrase. There's also a phrase in, of Irish descent, quote, on the pig's back, unquote. The imagery there is with happy children riding on pigs and generally having a good time. Hmm. The phrase certainly predates the American cuts, uh, the American cuts from high on the pig, meaning, uh, but the connection with high on the hog may be no more than coincidental. The expression took many years to travel outside Ireland and the Irish expatriate communities in Australia and New Zealand, uh, and it is quite reasonable to accept that the two phrases developed independently. So they probably don't have anything to do with each other. Just, just know that the Irish used to say, on the pig's back. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> why, why when people had eaten pork for millennia, did the phrase not originate before the 20th century is a difficult question to answer. Nevertheless, high on the hog appears to have been derived in the USA as a reference to the cuts of meat on pigs. The question of why the clunky idiom, quote, eating too far back on the beef didn't quite catch on with the public is a little easier to resolve. So yeah, there was a, another idiom from America that was eating too far back on the beef. So by the way, I just want I just want to mention there happens to be a Netflix docu-series right now called High on the Hog, How African-American Cuisine Transformed America. Okay, and cool. when I was researching this, I said, oh, that looks really interesting. So I've got that on my list and, and nice. uh, maybe I'll, I'll report back on it on one of the shows coming up, but it looks really good. Cool. I, I mean, yeah. to me, the, the, first, the first explanation is the most plausible to me about yeah. how they're eating cuts from High on the Hog because that was the more desired part of the pig. Right. That makes right. the most sense because other than that, like the, the other ones are kind of like, yeah, okay. They may, maybe they led to it, but it doesn't really explain why you live an opulent life or anything like that. Yeah. And it's but interesting why it does, why they used high on the hog, even if it does mean the, you know, uh, the upper cuts of a pig. Yeah. Why that of all things translates to living affluently or, or above your means is, is interesting. So yeah. yeah. Cause the affluent eat it and, that I mean, but you know, people do things all the time. They make up these weird, weird phrases and words. Yeah, and, and then they know. just kind of catch. They yeah, you're kind of like, who came up? And it was one person that said it. <laughs> right. Everyone, Isn't that oh, interesting? That's, that's cool. We should start saying one that person. too. 
Yeah. We all, and we're all guilty of it. The things oh, we yeah. say every day, like that's really cool. Yeah. One yeah. person cool sold to said cool back yeah. in the day. I don't and remember. Then it's it was fire. Then it's hot and it's tight and it's dope. I mean, you can just go sick. on. Yeah. Sick. I mean, you can go on with all the different <laughs> idioms for like, where did all these come from? Why? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. That's pretty funny, man. I, in fact, it's, it's, it's interesting to go back and look at all of the boss. I was thinking about boss, you know, cause that was a big 50s, 60s one. Well, no, that's new. Like a boss is new, but when they said, Oh, he's so boss, you know, that was a 50s, 60s they thing. Say like that. Yeah. They say like that in the sixties. Oh my gosh. He's so boss. Well, it's usually the girls saying it about the boys. You know, I don't think the uh, boys okay. said it about the girls. I don't think, yeah, I don't I, think it was. Okay. I think it was a, you know, he's boss, not she's boss. I might've said it. I don't know. I didn't, you know, that was kind of a dark time for me. Um, I wasn't really involved in society in the fifties and sixties. I just kind yeah. of was, was hermiting yeah. back then. So deep thoughts with captain influence. A hundred years from now, what if they combine May the 4th and Cinco de Mayo into one big party for nerds? Would there be Chewbacca churros and Poe pinatas? I'll cross my fingers for a sombreroed sarlacc. You know what the music means. Um, I have no idea what's going on right now. A lot of people are having a good time. Uh... That's what the, there it is. Uh, hey, you know what the music means. There it is. Thank that music. You. Yeah, I know exactly what this music means. Yes. <laughs> we okay, still yeah. don't. Thanks for joining us. So, hey, links and everything in the description below on YouTube and in the show notes, of course, for the podcast and everything else. Make sure to check out our other videos on the YouTube channel. Go there, subscribe, but have a great week. We were, uh, you know, going to see you next week. So everybody on the show signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.